Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Born again, you must become fruitful. You must bear fruit to show yourself or to prove yourself worthy of your salvation. Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 9 and verse number 10. It says, for this cause we also, since the day we had it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge, ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Today you are being filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing and unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The same thing in the NLT. It says that so we praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of fruit. Hallelujah. May your life produce every kind of fruit. God is expecting that as you are born again, you will be fruitful, that your life will produce every kind of fruit. Amen. It is not enough to just be born again and to sit in the church and to come to church, but God expects that your life will bear every kind of fruit. Your life will bear the fruit of the spirit. It's also one set of fruit. That your life will bear the fruit of the spirit. Now the fruit of the spirit is love, peace, joy, temperance, love. It will bear that. So when we see, we will see love. Not a, but we will see love. Say amen. We will see joy. Joy, that there's joy in your heart. There's joy in you always. When we see, we will see temperance. Put the scripture there, why don't you come to church? Hey. One of these days, we are going to sack some of the people. You will become a dancing star. <laughs> dancing stars to go and type the thing. Galatians 5. That you bear the fruit of the Spirit. The revelation is gone, okay? God also, another kind of fruit, God expects you to bear. Is souls, the fruit of souls. As a Christian, God expects your life to be fruitful. You expect your life to be fruitful. God also expects your life to be fruitful in his kingdom. You expect to go to school, pass your exams, get a job, 
begin to get the things you need. Some of you want to get a car. You want to get a place to live. You want to get your own house. You want to marry. You want to have children. You want your life to advance. That is your plan for your life. God also has plans for your life. That's why he forgave you your sins. That's why he washed away our sins. So that our lives can begin to bear fruit. Now when our lives bear fruit, we we prove that we are worthy. To be worthy means it was worth giving that price for you. You know, sometimes you go to town, you see something very nice, sometimes expensive. You buy it. But when you get home, you realize that, ah, it's not, it wasn't worth the money. Do you get, you saw it when the mannequin was wearing, it looked very sharp. It looked very nice. And you could picture yourself wearing it and how you will look. And when you wear it and you, you, you strut your stuff and you come around and people see you, heads will turn. Everybody will say, wow. And you saw the price. And it was very expensive. But when you pictured the thing, you said it's worth the price. I will pay for it. It's more than I budgeted. It's hundred rands more. But I will squeeze a little. And I will buy it. And you squeezed a little. And you bought it. Now when you bought it, you came home. You took a bath. Even you tried it on in the fitting room. With the lights of the fitting room. uh, From every side. uh, Light from the left. uh, Light from the right. uh, Light from the back. uh, Light from in front of you. uh, You were under the camera and under the light. uh, And light from above you. uh, It was shining on you. Like the floodlights of Moses Mabida. But when you came home. uh, And you bathed. you sugared yourself and you wore the clothes and you stepped out. When you stepped out into the streets, people could not even notice. You were passing around like no one. Now people look at you and they say, Ah, the dress is it's tight. Have you gained weight? Oh, how disappointing. Sometimes, how disappointing. When wives go and do their hair, they do it nicely, everything. And the husband comes and he doesn't even notice it. How disappointing it is when guys go and cut their hair and they line their hair very nicely and they give a fade and they line their beard and they straighten their mustache and they come home and the wife sees them and all he no- she notices is you have come home late. How disappointing. But that same way, after Jesus had come to earth, uh, walk amongst wicked men, uh, being a blessing to them, uh, and they accused him, uh, and they arrested him. Uh, they bet- one of them betrayed him. Uh, they arrested him. Uh, they sold him for as cheap as 30 pieces of silver, and he was arrested. Uh, he was prosecuted. Uh, he was tried. Uh, he was found guilty. He was beaten, he was scourged, he was spat upon, and he was killed for your sake and for my sake. And then now when we are born again, we step out and we just continue to live our lives and live a fruitless life. Having washed us with his blood and healed us, because the Bible says by his wounds 
By his stripes we are healed. Having healed and done all these things for us, we step aside and we just continue with our lives. And nobody is exposed to that grace of God that brings salvation. How sad. How sad. So when you become fruitful, you prove to Jesus that all the stripes was worth it. The 39 stripes were worth it. The wounds was worth it. The pain was worth it. The bleeding was worth it. it was, you prove that, oh Jesus, the price you paid is not wasted. It's not wasted. When somebody, what does it mean to, hey, Pastor, I don't know this so in it. That somebody comes to know Jesus and somebody is established in the faith through you. Even when it comes to sowing, there are different levels of sowing. Somebody is just exposed to Jesus Christ by you. That's sowing it. Sometimes the person is in the church has been, or the person has been exposed to Jesus Christ by somebody else. And you come to help the person be established as a Christian, a proper Christian in the church. Instead of sleeping with all the girls in the church, that you have a list and you are trying to conquer. And you have written on the list, Vini Vidi Vici. I came, I saw, I conquered. Bucket list. And you are taking, driving people to hell. Rather, let's use our lives to drive people to heaven. To drive people to heaven. Drive people to heaven. To drive many people to heaven. Sometimes somebody's in the church. A little encouragement to help the person be established in the church. A little encouragement to help the person join a basanta, a group in the church, so that they can be stable and develop with their Christian. It's all part of the fruit I'm talking about. So when you do this, you prove to Jesus that my salvation, the price you paid for me, is worth it. Principle number two. Second Corinthians 4, 1, the Bible says, Therefore, seeing we have received, we have, we have this ministry, having received mercy, we faint not. I read it from the NLT. It says, Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us a new way, we never give up. We never give up. What is the ministry we have received? The ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of bringing people to Jesus. The ministry of making sure that many others apart from ourselves are saved. There are people in your families who are not saved. They have not heard about Jesus on a personal level. They have heard about Jesus in general. But they have not heard Jesus Christ being preached to them. It is our responsibility and it's our duty. And the Bible says, this ministry that Jesus has given to us, this duty that Jesus has given to us, it has obtained us mercy. It's actually God being merciful to us that he has given us this ministry. Because of that, because of the mercy he has given us, we faint not, we will never give up. We will continue to press on till the last person hears the gospel of Jesus Christ. May we never give up as a church. And I said, people, and this is not a special job for pastors. It's for everybody. I say it's for everybody, every single Christian. It's for every Christian. To win souls, to, if the blood of Jesus is what washed away your sins, then you need to prove yourself worthy. Have I not done things for people that when I look back, I, 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 I regret that I did it. Or I did them. 
Because when the same thing is thrown in your face, you regret that you, 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 you did them. If me, a human being, who doesn't do much, can regret the little things I've done for people, how much almighty God, who gave his life, shed his precious blood and gave his life, a price so high for us. He gave a life for a life. A life for a life. A life for a life. When we take it, we throw it in his face. That, oh, we don't care. It's heartbreaking. May we make God excited. Go back to the NLT. The NLT puts it uh, that your life will always be pleasing. Where is it? Let me just, if you don't have, let me read it. it says, then the way you live will always honor, number one, and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of fruit. May your life produce every kind of fruit. Hallelujah. Principle number two. After you are born again, you must be fruitful by being planted in Christ. Principles of fruitfulness. Great principles of fruitfulness. You must become fruitful after you are born again by being planted in Christ. John chapter number 15, it says, I am the true vine, verse 1, and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth fruit, beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean, verse 3, by the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine and ye are the branches. He that abideth in in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. For a tree to bear fruit or for a branch. So Jesus said, my father is the tree. And I am the stem. And you are the branches. So Jesus is saying that he's connected to the Father, Almighty God. Do you get it? As the branch. As the stem of the tree. And you and I are the branches. So some of us are primary branches. And some of us are a branch of a branch, which is secondary branches. And some of us are a branch of a branch of a branch, which is tertiary branches. Then we have quaternary branches. Then it's going quintary branches. Then septoral branches. Then it's going out. So you are a branch of a branch of a branch, but you are still connected to Jesus. A branch. Says we are branches of the stem. But if you are not connected to the tree, you cannot bear fruit. You cannot bear fruit. You can so when you detach yourself from Jesus, you cannot bear fruit. You can it says, as a tree cannot bear fruit of itself, it means you cannot bear fruit of yourself except it be connected. So you see, when people are no longer in Christ, seriously, they don't bear fruit. I put it in today's term. When people set step out of the church. They cannot bear fruit. Ask anybody who is not coming to church if they are bearing fruit. 
Hey, Pastor, it's not about the church, it's about Jesus Christ. Not a problem at all. But where is Jesus represented? In your heart. Yes, I know. Also in the church. So when people start playing games with church, you, you go and check there. You, since you, were, you, 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 you have done what I'm saying before, give me a list, an Excel spreadsheet of the number of souls you won when you were in, in, in between. Hello? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Some of these childish arguments must stop. Do, do you understand? Yeah. So when you step up, now I'm not serious about church anymore. I'm not serious about Jesus. You can't bear fruit. I mean, you can't bear fruit with the same people you are gossiping with. You can't bear fruit with the same people you are smoking with. You can't bear fruit with the same people you are drinking with. You will bear fruits of drunkenness. That's what you can bear. I mean, hangover association. You have them. Everybody is papalas. Some have forgotten where they slept. That's what you will bear. But if you are in Christ, you will begin to bear fruits of righteousness. May you bear fruit of righteousness by being planted. So anything that tries to remove you from being the planting of the Lord, you have to fight it. You have to fight it aggressively because it's almost like you are trying to take away my profitability in Christ. The Bible says, they that be planted in the house of God in the course of, they shall bear fruit. Psalm 1, it says, the righteous, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Not moving around from river to river. Planted by the rivers of water. It shall bring forth its fruit in this season. When it's time for you to be fruitful, you will see fruit will start to appear. Yeah. So be planted. Tell your neighbor, be planted. Be planted in Christ. Oh, please, tell your neighbor. Stop telling your ground. Just stop saying it in your head. Tell your neighbor, be planted in Christ. Hey, Pastor, I'm saying it, but I'm saying it in my head. Oh. Imagine I was also preaching in my head. Okay, point number three, I'm going to preach it in my head. Are you ready for point number three? Principle number three. Are you being blessed? Oh, but I'm preaching. Even I've started reading a scripture. I'm preaching good. I'm, pre- I'm preaching like a house on fire. That's why when I say you to say it, say it so that I can also hear. The same way you are not being blessed when I preach in my head is the same way I'm also not being blessed when you are, pre- when you, when you are saying amen. Now say amen. Yeah. Principle number three, after you are born again, you must become fruitful because the Holy Spirit is poured out on you. You must become fruitful because the Holy Spirit is poured out on you. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 and 15. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. I cast out every spirit of fear that is in anybody right now in the name of Jesus. Receive liberty and deliverance in Jesus' name. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, 
Abba Father. So the Bible says, once you are born again, the spirit, one of the signs that you are born again is that the spirit of the Lord makes you cry. Abba Father. It means the spirit of the Lord confirms to you that you are a child of God. Now, when the spirit is upon you, one of the things it does is makes you win souls. Acts 1 verse 8, the Bible says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. To be my witnesses, it means to be a soul winner. To be my witnesses. In all Judea, in all Samaria, and unto the uttermost part. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. The Holy Spirit is upon us to empower us to become soul winners. The Holy Spirit is not just upon us to speak in tongues or to fall under the power or to feel fire. The Holy Ghost fire. Yeah, it's true. Holy Ghost releases fire. Yeah, it releases fire. The Holy Ghost is not just on us to catch witches. Last Sunday where I preached, I wanted to catch a witch. Yeah, I was very determined that I'll catch a witch in this place. <laughs> yeah, I was a witch hunter then. But the Holy Spirit is not just for catching of witches. No, I wanted to catch the witch, remove the uh, wig. Hey, Pastor, how do you know that it's a woman? Witches are women. I didn't want to say, I, I, if I said I wanted to catch a wizard, then it would be a man. But witches, when we see a witch, we are talking about... Is the, is, the, is the female edition. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Ne? But the Holy Spirit is for us. One of the, the, the things the Holy Spirit does in us, apart from speaking in tongues, fire, visions, dreams, is to make us so witness, to make us witnesses. A witness is somebody who has seen something and is giving an account. That I saw it. I was there. That guy, he came. He was in a red jacket. And there were other people in black and white suits. And he prayed for them. And he laid hands on them. And he introduced them. So one day when somebody says that, ah, there are no pastors in the church, then you say, no, 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 man. I was there when the bishop introduced new pastors in the church. I didn't even know there were old pastors, but he called old pastors, six old pastors and six new pastors. How are you able to say? Because you witnessed it. You saw it. So the Holy Spirit is coming up so that we can be witnesses of what Jesus has done for us. Not a witness of what Jesus has done for me, but a witness of what Jesus has done for you. Because what, not everything Jesus has done for me, you saw it or you were there. Some, are, some you know because I told you. But the ones that he has done for you, you experience it yourself. You saw it yourself. First-hand experience. That's a witness. So he, will, he will give you power for witness. There's more power for witnessing than for laying on the offense. Yeah. More. The primary thing Jesus wants us to do is to win souls. And then when you win souls, then you cast out demons. Do, do, do you understand? But we are using all the power we have to cast out demons. So you see somebody with dreadlocks, you say, ah, come out. Come out now. Who told you that people with dreadlocks have demons? 
Who told you? No, that's a tattoo I don't want to say, but who told you that people with dreadlocks have demons? So, you see my wife after church, she said, come out, be loose. Bring me the other one quickly. Let us use this power that is poured, the Holy Ghost that is poured on us to witness to others. In your school, at your work, in your family, wherever you find, when you sit in the taxi and somebody sits by you, instead of discussing coronavirus and why the vaccines have taken too long to get here and how that you have been waiting for the vaccine to get to your level for a long time, talk to the person how you have been waiting for Jesus to come again in glory and in majesty to save the living and the dead and ask the person, my brother, my sister, are you ready for Jesus? Are you ready for Jesus? Because as to when the vaccine will get to you or not, it's, it's, it's beyond your control. Even the minister who's trying to get us the vaccine, they are putting him on suspension. So it, 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 it's now with God. So talk to somebody. Talk to your colleagues at work. Are you ready for Jesus? When they, and, and coronavirus, there's a good window into talking to somebody about Jesus. As soon as they bring the virus, how dangerous the virus is, how the virus is killing everybody. Just Imagine the virus kills all of us. Where are we going? From here, where are we going? Are you ready? So how do you know where we are going? How do you know where we are going to go? So let me show you from the Bible. The Bible tells us that there was a certain man, there was a certain rich man who fed sumptuously every day clothed in purple and fine linen. And there was a certain poor beggar named Lazarus who laid at the gate of this rich man and desired to be fed from the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. That's the first place we people go to. And it also came to pass that the rich man died and was buried. Say, hey, the rich man was buried. They were so it means we go to the gate. Say no, no, no. We don't go to Afbob. After the rich man died, the next verse and in hell. By now the scripture should be up. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and see a father Abraham and Pharaoh, and he shouted, Father Abraham, and Lazarus in Abraham's bosom, and he said, Father Abraham. He shouted and said, Father Abraham, please send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and to quench my tongue, for I am tormented in this there's a place when we leave this earth you will either go to heaven Abraham's bosom which is a waiting place to go to heaven or you go to hell oh if I die and I see that I'm, I'm in hell I will break out and I will escape have you heard of Michael Schofield you tell him and say hey 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 brother I'm from Peter Marysburg the most dangerous city in Africa hey I think Becky Clarence should come and live here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need that guy. I hear the president is here on Wednesday. Yeah, when you see him, tell him to holler at me. 
He said, I'm going to break out. Don't you know me? I used to be in a gang. Or I'm still in a gang. Then you tell him, my brother, there is no escape in hell. Because Abraham said, between us and them, there's a great God fixer that no man goeth from hence to dance. Neither does any man come from dance to here. All these Spanish words, all they mean is that nobody can go from here to where you are. And nobody can come from where you are to where we are. Although you are watching us on a, on a, on a flat screen, you cannot cross. You cannot come. Many years ago, I watched a movie. The name of the movie was Escape from Sobibor. They used to take Jews there and they would burn them. And when they welcome, when they bring them, they would talk to them. And when the general would talk and talk and talk, then he would tell the prisoners, there shall be no escape in Sobibor. The same with hell, there is no escape. I witnessed to a guy many years ago, I asked him, when you, if when you die, and die you shall. Because the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and after that judgment. There's an appointment we all have to keep. That's an appointment with death. We will all honor it unless Jesus comes in our time. After that is judgment. So I said, when you die, where shall you go? He said to me, I will go and join my ancestors. And I said to him, well said, my brother. You will definitely go and join your ancestors. You will join either your ancestors who have gone to hell or your ancestors who have gone to heaven. As for joining your ancestors, you will definitely join your ancestors. I am going to join my ancestors when I die. I'm going to join Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Moses, Jesus Christ, these are my ancestors. I'm going to join them in heaven. Yeah. When you die, you also go and join your ancestors. But the question is, where will you join them at? Where will you join them? Where will you spend eternity? So coronavirus is a big window for us to preach the word of God. Next principle. Isaiah 32, 15, the Bible says, until the spirit be poured out. So, God has poured the spirit out. It's a special grace for us to witness to people. Special grace. He has given a special grace to witness to people. He says, until the spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field. And the fruitful field be counted for a forest. So when the Holy Ghost comes upon, upon us, he makes us fruitful. The work of the Holy Spirit is to make us fruitful. Hallelujah. Put them hands together for the Lord. Yeah. So winning must become a major part of your life. A Christian's life must be characterized by four things. Number one, by daily quiet time. Number two, by daily prayer. Number three, by fellowship, regular fellowship. Whether weekly, bi-week, no, bi-weekly is what, twice a week? Yeah, bi-week and one, once every other week. Okay, twice, that once a week fellowship, twice a week fellowship, or thrice a regular fellowship. In every seven days, you must fellowship at least once. At least once. And then witnessing. Regular witnessing. Daily witnessing. Daily. Whether it's organized by church. Whether individual. But wherever you are. You have a chance to witness to somebody. And to be fruitful. Because you have, you have power. 
Jesus, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. To lay hands on people, no. To witness to people. May you become a soul winner. Principle number four. I'm finishing. After you are born again, you must become fruitful to avoid being taken away from Christ. After you are born again, you must become fruitful to avoid being taken away from Christ. John 15, 1 and 2 says, I am, the, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it will bring forth more fruit. When you are not fruitful, one of the things that, Bible, just from this scripture, every branch, and I told you we are branch, some of us are primary branches, some of us are secondary branches, and tertiary branches. Some of us after nine, so nonary branches. <laughs> yes. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And he says, every branch, so we are all branches of Jesus Christ. Now he says, when a branch does not bear fruit, it is taken away. Now, I don't know what this taking away means. I don't know whether you, you, it's, it's death or being removed from Christ. I don't know. I can't say. I don't have the power to say because I don't know what it really means. But he says, if you don't bear fruit, if you are not a fruitful Christian, you are taken away. This could explain why people are removed from Christ. I don't know. I mean, I wish I knew. Those of you who are Bible scholars, if you know, just... Send me a Bible study on it. I don't have a problem. I'll learn it. I'll add it to my repertoire. Repertoire means what I know and what I have in store. Or my arsenal. Not arsenal the football club, like my arsenal. Next time something happens, you feel like crying. Just remember that some people support arsenal. They cry all the time. They still support the team. So that's right. It's my son who told me yesterday. Yeah. I hear that Arsenal is like a series. Every time they are waiting for next season. <laughs> yeah, ne? Yeah, waiting for next season. But it says any branch, Pastor Spirit, that doesn't bear fruit, he takes it away. Now, we don't know what this taking away means, but you can see that this taking away is not a good taking away. Have you watched the movie Taking? That you have traveled to a place and then you are taken. Yeah, in taking the travel to where? Where did they go to? Is it Paris or Brussels? Paris, yeah. 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 One day I was walking on Paris that I remembered that, eh, taking. This is it. They took the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to travel. May God open a door for you to travel. Like, I can watch movies and see that this place I've been, I know it, I've been here. They, this, there's a famous bridge in Paris. They always show it. When they show Paris, when, they, when you watch a movie, they want you to know that it's Paris. They show the Eiffel, is that also? Show the Eiffel Tower, then they show that bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you, and you, once you go, you walk there. So they say, oh! Penny, and the common thing you hear in European movies, penny, 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 apart from British movies, penny, 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 penny. When you go there, it's like that. Every minute, penny, 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 penny. You don't know where they are penny. And where were they when somebody was slapping the French president? 
Now, you know the president is fault. So he broke the social distancing rule. That's why the guy slapped him. Because if he was keeping the one and a half meter, nobody can slap you. I mean, he broke the rules. I don't see why the guy should be jailed. Anyway, let's go. I'm, just jo- I'm just joking, please. Before EFF takes me to. He takes away. This could explain why people die. Suddenly, you don't know. It could. I said it could. This could explain why people backslide. You do, no matter what you do, you see the person is so backslidden, he's now even become a more hardened unbeliever. Yeah, first he was just drinking a little. Now he's into wheat. High level. I mean, now he's gone into next level unbeliever things. You wonder why? Because some of the things, they are inexplicable. You can spend time on the person, love, care, teach the person, try to develop the person. But eventually, the person backslides to a stage where you, you even wonder where they get that power to backslide that far. This could be the explanation. I don't know. Bulelua, you went to Bible school. I don't know. Maybe after church, have a meeting with me and... If you have a revelation, share with me. I'll gladly receive it. But I can see from this scripture that this being taken away is not a nice thing. Can you imagine we are having a party? Then as we are in the party, somebody comes to call Sister, sister. Who's Allah? And they take you out. Then you are taken. You will not be. And they can everybody sitting at the high table. Then they come. That's why when I go to places, they don't give me a seat. I just find myself in some back corner. Because when you go and take the high seat, you'll be sitting there. No, then an Asha will come. Wozala. <laughs> yeah. You need Jesus to call them and say, I have a set of skills which I've acquired over a long period of time. I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> Put them hands together for Jesus. Hey. Principle number five. It says, after you are born again, you must become fruitful to show that you are not blind, short-sighted, or forgetful. You must must become fruitful to show that you are not blind, short-sighted, or forgetful. Second Peter 1, 8 and 9 says, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So he's saying that some things, he had listed some things high above. He says, if these things are there and they are a lot, they make sure that you bear fruit. Okay? They make you fruitful as a Christian. Then the next verse, verse, verse 9, put 9 alone. I just put 9 by itself. Nine alone, separate. Yeah, it says, but he that lacketh these things, it means he that doesn't have these things and therefore is unfruitful or is not bearing fruit. So when a Christian is not bearing fruit, it says that this is blind. The spiritual diagnosis of such a case is not that the person is shy. So, Pastor, me, I'm a shy person. I don't like talking to. Bible says you are blind, or we are blind. This, the real spiritual diagnosis is that you are blind. No, Pastor, I told me I don't like problems. I'm, I'm shy. I don't like talking to anybody. No, no, it's not true. 
It's not true. The same people, when they are marrying, they'll be standing in front of the whole church and their family members, their parents, their poor grandmother, everybody. They say, you may kiss the bride, then they will bring out their tongue. When you, those same people, they'll take off the mask like that. Somebody stop me, zoom, then they'll take it off. Then they will open their lips and press it at the next person's lips and open their mouth and stretch out their tongue like they are doing a tongue for tongue transplant. Sure, when you are done, you don't know where's my tongue. Suddenly, one of them has two tongues and the other one has none. He has swallowed your tongue. But that same person, you say you are shy. Oh, as for me, I don't like trouble. I like to mind my own business. I don't like people. I don't like talking to people. Meanwhile, you the same person. When you go home and you see your auntie back from home and you start to talk and you start to speak closer. And the clicks. This is how hurricanes are caused. Now, this is the this is the sort of source of earthquakes. Yeah, you start to chat. How do you say I'm as strong as vinegar? Uh-huh. Yeah, please let him say. Please, if there's an earthquake in your house, uh, is this guy? What is Hey! So when you see your, your homeboy from Amtata and you start a you the same person that you say you are shy. Yeah. When you meet at the salon and they are braiding your hair, six hours of braiding your hair, and you start to talk with your hairstylist. Have you heard? Have you heard about uh, this thing that they are saying? The virus, the virus, uh, it has mutated. It has changed its size. When you put it this way, then to change to the so the vaccine. Uh, me, I don't think I want to take the vaccine because the vaccine. I believe that they have put a certain chip in the vaccine. When it goes into my my sister, then they can tell wherever I am. So when I go to the nightclub, Pastor will see an update on his phone. Then when I come to church, uh, Bishop will see an update on his phone. They will track me everywhere I go. So no, I will not do that. I rather want my car to take the vaccine so that I can track my car all the time. I would never, never, ever, never take the vaccine. You the same person you say you are shy. You say you are shy. When you come to church, you don't even open your mouth to talk to anybody. It says, hello, hello. Now even the man, so we don't know. We just assume that you are talking. But when you start to watch MME or MMA. The one WW, no, the one that they fight, the kickboxing one. That's become now more popular. Since John Cena, is John Cena still there? Yeah, some guys are strong like John Cena. Some are both like John Cena. Yeah, used to be strong, used to be tall, used to be something like John Cena. Is that not? You remember that one? Oh, why? Kiki, Kiki. Kiki, Kiki. Uh huh. Is John Cena still there? Okay. 
Which one is my one who does the six, 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 four, six, six, four? Ray Mysterio. He's the one who died. Six, one, nine. Ah, okay. I hear that's Pastor Mzee's favorite move. That's six, one, nine. Boom. Once he does that move, then Fanelli gives up. Ah, this is it. It doesn't get better than this. Put your hands together for Jesus, hey! Yeah. Kiki, kiki. Kiki, kiki. You're the same person when you are, when, when you are watching WW Raw or MME or even soccer. Yeah. Then you start to shout and you start to argue about, um, what is the name of our team here? Marisbeck Boys. Marisbeck United. And, 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 and Kaiser Chiefs. And Orlando Pirates. Hey, and Sundown, then you start, you know, you know this player and this player. Hey, they, what are the name of their players? One, two, one, two, one, two. Simpiwe Chabalala, is he still there? He's not there. Uh, what are some of the people? Tenashe Nongomasha, is he still there? Oh, they are all old. Oh. What who are the people today's players? My son, who's the one who plays in Europe? Percy. Is it Percy Tao? Is it Percy Tao? Yeah, Percy Tao. When you start arguing about Pesita, you see Pesita will win the Ballon d'Or and he did the, he's the best player. You're the same person. I thought you said you are shy. So the, the real diagnosis is not shyness. When somebody offends you and you start to argue, you Mr. Shy Guy or you Mrs. Shy Girl and you start to argue, you take off your shirt and you beat your chest like Tarzan. And you say you are so the Bible tells us that that is not the what you are saying is not the true, it's not the true diagnosis. The true diagnosis is that he that lacketh these things is blind. You can't see the danger ahead of people. You are blind, you can't see it. We can't see that. Look, this beautiful look. I was driving in Joburg just last week. As we were driving, just just we were coming, then I saw an accident. The person was dead. I said to the pastor, I, I was driving, I said, This person just five minutes ago, he didn't know that he would be dead. Because he was driving, cruising from one side of the freeway. He was coming this way, and we were going that way. Cruising from one side of the freeway. Little didn't it never occurred to him that in five minutes' time he will be out of his body to meet Jesus face to face for judgment. He never knew. So when we see the people and they are going to hell, we, don't, we are blinded. We can't see the danger that is right ahead of them. It's just the person may be your cousin. It may be your younger brother. It may be your friend. It may be your neighbor. It may be your boss. There's danger right ahead. You're just too blind to see it. That's why you want such a one. You want people to put on their masks. Because you can, you can comprehend the danger of the coronavirus. But you will not want people to give their life to Jesus. So that they can go to heaven. Because you are blinded to the reality. That impending danger which is hell. It awaits it. The Bible says hell has enlarged its mouth. With awaiting the arrival. Hell is, uh, hell is doing swollen Sunday. It's waiting for a lot of people. When God is depending on us to warn them, 
to tell them, look, you can escape this danger. Jesus loves you. He shed his blood for you. He died in your place so that you don't end up in this place. You may be bad, but you are not too bad for Jesus to save. If Jesus can save Michael Jackson, B.A.D. bad, he can save you. If Jesus can save that thief on the cross, he can save you. He says, we are blind. He says, cannot see afar off. It's short-sighted. You only see now. You don't see the future because eternity, when you see somebody, he's about 25 years old. You can't picture that at 77, this guy will die. Between 25 and 77, which is 55 years ahead, it's too far for you to see that in 55 years from now, if this person doesn't get born again today, they will die and die, they shall, and they will go straight to hell. Yeah. Hell is like mon- monopoly. You play, then you go. You play, then life is like Monopoly. But there's a particular place. When you fall there, it says, go to jail. Or there's a card. When you pick it, it says, go, go straight to jail. Don't pass, go. Don't collect 200. It means if between you and jail, you have to go pass. Because anytime you pass, go, you collect 200. Says, Do not collect 200. Do not pass, go. Don't go home. Don't go. You may have hotels on the board. Don't go to your hotel. Go straight to jail. When you die, you don't know Jesus. You won't pass home to say goodbye. You won't greet anybody on your way. You will go straight to hell. And Christians, we are blinded at this reality. That's why we are, we are just busy moving around. with Some of the unbelievers, we are cheering them on. As they are busy twerking, then you are also cheering them on. And you are sharing their videos as they are twerking. Instead of warning them. Instead of warning them. I'm not saying condemn them. That's where we get it wrong. I'm not saying condemn them. Jesus, they brought a sinner, known sinner, caught in adultery, very act. It means that either she was on top or the guy was on top. But she was caught with evidence. There was no way of denying it. The Bible says she was caught in the very act. And they brought her to Jesus. Jesus said to her, neither. I don't condemn. He asked, where are the people who condemn you? Neither do I condemn you. Go. And sin no more. So I'm not talking about hey, you. You are a bad girl. You, you are. You are, we are all bad people. I mean, look at your skin color. Is it not bad enough? Hey, pastor, it's good. Why do you put makeup on it? It's good. Why do you put makeup on it? Why do you put creams on it? Because it's not the way you like it. We are bad enough. We are bad enough. Hey, Pastor, about white people, that's worse. We don't even want to talk about it on a Sunday. On a Sunday. Do you know the amount of cream they put on their skin? When you see a white person who has gained weight, half of it is creams. It's layers of creams. So we are all bad. Just saved by grace. Just Jesus has had mercy on us and poured his blood to save us. So you don't go around condemning people. You are bad. You are a wicked person. You are a sinner. No, 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 no. You come and make it clear to them that this sin, it leads to destruction. But I have a solution for you. And that's Jesus. That's Jesus. Principle number six and seven combined together at the same time in the speed of light. Number six. After you are born again, you must become fruitful. Because that's why God is protecting you. That's why God is protecting you. 
Isaiah chapter 5, I read from verse 1 through to verses. It says, now I'll sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching my vineyard. My well-beloved hath a vineyard on a fruitful hill. God has put you here on a fruitful hill. On a fruitful hill, what happens is that people bear fruit. It's not a desert. It's a fruitful hill. It has put you where you can be fruitful. In a church that you can be productive and you can be fruitful. It says, and fenced it. So because he wants you to be fruitful, he has put a fence around you to protect you. And fenced it. And gathered out the stones thereof. So he says, he has removed all the things that will cause danger to you. Yeah, that's your uncle back in the village who has been tormenting you. Remove him from your life so that you can be free. Those unbelievers who have been harassing you and leading you into sin, just remove all of them in your life so that you can be free, so that you can be fruitful. It says, and planted it with the choicest vine and built a tower in the midst of it and also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes and it brought forth wild and now, O oh, inhabitants of Jerusalem, men of Judah, I pray thee, between, I pray thee, judge, I pray thee, betwixt me and my vineyard, what would have, what could have been done more for my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I look that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. Now go to, I'll tell you. What I will do to my vineyard, I will take away the hedge thereof. I will remove the protection. And it shall be eaten up. And break down the wall thereof. And it shall be trodden upon. Trodden down. And I will lay it waste. And it shall not be pruned nor digged. But there shall come up barriers. And tongues, bears and tongues. And I will also command the cloud that it rain no more, no rain upon it. The scripture is clear, it doesn't need any explanation. It says, I've built a wall around it because I want it to be fruitful. So when you are being fruitful, God protects you. I talked to a lady last Sunday. I told her she, she had gotten into some type of trouble. And I told her the reason why God is keeping you because his call is upon you. Rise up and fight for the call. Others will make the same mistake you have made and that will be the end of their lives. But because his call is upon you, God is protecting his call and you are a, a custodian of the call. So he's protecting you like he protected Aaron when they sinned against Moses. So he punished Miriam and he left Aaron because the call of God was upon him. So as you are, be, as you are bearing fruit, that's why God is protecting you. The day you stop bearing fruit, God said, I will remove my fence. And I will break the walls. And I will cause heaven that it shouldn't rain upon you. It should rain no rain. So that it be destroyed. May you not be destroyed in the name of Jesus. And principle number seven, you must become fruitful. After you are born again, you must become fruitful because it is your destiny. Why don't you put your hands together for this one? It is your destiny. The prophetic destiny for your life is for you to be fruitful. Genesis 1, 28, and the Lord blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the earth, over every living thing that moveth on the face of the earth. The God's, God's, God's prophetic destiny for, this is the first meeting between, the first day man saw God. This is the instruction God gave. He said, be fruitful. He blessed them. 
and said, be fruitful and multiply. It's your prophetic destiny. You don't need to go and see a prophet and say, give me a word from God. The word from God for you from the very beginning of the earth that you be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. That's your prophetic destiny. That's the destiny of God for your life. I pray that we all rise up and become fruitful to fulfill our destinies. And finally, my last scripture, John 12, 26, it says, if any man shall serve me, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there also my servant be. If any man serve him, serve me, him will my father honor. May we walk with God in the blessing of fruitfulness so that he can honor us. The reason why God wants you to be fruitful is so that he can honor you. He can have a reason. See, God is a just God. So when he does something for us, somebody who's just means he does things with a reason or for a reason. If there's a reason, he will do it. So God is looking for a reason to bless us and to honor us. And that blessing comes from fruitfulness. When you are fruitful, he says, if you serve me, I will honor you. Do you get that? When I walk into the church, people see me, they clap their hands. I've not told anybody. Well, in fact, when I'm coming and you clap your hands, I feel shy. I don't know what to do. So that's why sometimes I trick you. You see, I appear from, I appear from, I appear from the back. So that by the time you realize that I'm here for you to start clapping, I need time when they are singing. So that your eyes are on it. So by the time you realize that I'm here for you to start clapping, I'm about two steps away from my chair. That, that's it. I feel... Oh, so you see when you start crying, I start greeting the people. Greeting, man. Greeting. I'm coming from here. And then you see me early. So I know what I should do. So I greet this guy. There. I say, oh, hello. How are you? Hey, God bless you. Namaste. Namaste. Then I come and sit down. Quickly then I said, I don't even know what to do. I've never asked anybody that when I come, people should clap. Or, no, no, never. But when you serve the Lord, he honors you. He honors you. He, he makes to honor means to, to show you respect. So he makes people show you respect. Which he that to you didn't deserve, you wouldn't gotten. Nobody. I mean, no, I mean, think about it seriously. I mean, let's be serious. Let's let's totally be serious as we close. If you were to meet me at a taxi rank and I wasn't your pastor, will you be saluting me? You don't know me. This tall guy, he could be uh, uh, somebody from somewhere who has come into this somewhere. What would they could be a thief? It could be a robber because I can pass for a thief. Ah, but thieves have two hands, two legs, two eyes. Have you seen a thief with three eyes before? I can pass for a thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can pass for any other thing you can think about. Just as I can pass for a good guy also. Do, do, you, do you get it? So if you met me, I've, I've been walking on a street where some people are coming and then they see me coming and they go to the next side, the other side of the street. Yeah, especially white people. They go to the other side of the street. No, I go to places where there are white people also. No, I'm not always here. I'm not always local. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes if I'm driving on the road, then you see some people change lanes. Because when they look in their mirror, they see me coming. It's not only Lungani that it happens to me too. Sometimes when I'm coming, Lungani and Melanie, when they are coming behind you, you have to change lanes. Whether you are in the fast lane or in the slow lane, you have to change lanes because they are coming like a bullet. 
Anytime I'm driving with Melanie, I have to say, take your time. Not, not slow down. Take your time. Yeah. Because it's not like you are driving too fast, though. But the speed with which you get to your driving limit is too fast. Do, do you understand? If you have driven before, it's like it's driving 80. 80 is fine. But you get to 80 with time. You are not a BMW. Zero to 80 in two seconds. As soon as they spark like a broom, we are at 80. Hey! No, 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 no. If you sit with them and your heart doesn't beat, your heart is not working. You need to charge it. The battery is low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me too, I'm like that. When I pass on, the people see me coming from far away. It's not only taxi drivers that they make way for. Just move from the lane so that the way I'm coming, maybe I'm going far. (laughs) So I could pass for anything. The reason why you honor me is because I come and serve you every Sunday and every Tuesday and every opportunity I come, I get, I come to serve you. That's it. So God said, if you will serve me, my father will honor you. I see you receiving honor in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. Lift your hands and just pray for yourself right now. Say, Lord, help me to be fruitful. It's a short and simple prayer. Lord, help me to be fruitful. Help me to be fruitful. Help me to be fruitful. Jesus. Pray for yourself in the language that you understand. Say, Lord, help me to be fruitful. Help me to be fruitful. Whoever you are, once you heard this word, Jesus is talking to you. Help me. Lord, show me how I can be fruitful in my life. You know me, Lord. I'm a businessman. I'm a teacher. I'm a student. I'm a parent. I'm a mother. I'm a child. I'm a father. You know what I do. Show me how to be fruitful with my life. How to be fruitful. How to be fruitful. How bearing fruit can be compatible. Show me opportunities. Open my eyes. Take away the blindness and open my eyes to see the danger ahead. The danger ahead. May I not be forgetful, Lord. May I not forget what has been done for me by you. May I not forget where I was when you saved me. Where I was when you saved me. How I was when you saved me. When your saving grace reached me and you pulled me out of darkness into your marvelous life. May I not forget the great mercy that you showed me that I may share it with other people. Help me. Help me. Ask the Lord to open your eyes to see opportunities from today. To see opportunities to be fruitful. Opportunities to be a soul winner in the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. May we be fruitful Lord. May we be fruitful Lord. Lift your hands. Let us pray. Father, thank you for everybody here present. Help us to be fruitful. Help us. Open our eyes to see opportunities that will make us fruitful. Opportunities to bear fruit. Give us the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of boldness. I pray for an impartation of the Holy Ghost upon every 
everybody present here this morning to become fruitful Christians, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Every opportunity we see, Lord, let us seize it. Let us use it. We give you glory. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit right now to become witnesses. Let the church be filled with witnesses for Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Say a better amen. Amen. Wow. Are you not excited that God is giving us a chance to do something so that he can honor us, so that he can celebrate us, so that he can bring respect to our lives. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Wonderful. You are here this morning. Maybe somebody invited you. Maybe you came to witness um, the announcement of people as pastors. Or you just walked into the church. Or you have been in the church for some time. But you know that deep in your heart. You have not prayed this prayer to welcome Jesus into your heart. Today is your divine appointment with almighty God. God sent his spirit and his angels to bring you here for today's appointment. I want to ask you, you know that Jesus is not the Lord of your life. And if you were to die today, you will not go to heaven. I want you to pray this prayer. Come to me and pray this prayer with me. And ask Jesus to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I want to pray with you. I want to say, Pastor, I do not want to go to hell when I die. Please pray with me. With every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to lift up your right hand in the comfort of your seat where you are. I want to pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. You are here like that. If you are lifting your hand, please lift it high above your head. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Even if you are lifting your hand, close your eyes and just lift your hand. Let's give privacy to everybody. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Master, are you lifting your hand or you are touching your head? If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to this dangerous place where the rich man went to. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. I see your hand. I see that other hand. I see your hand. Jesus can see it too. If your hand is up, come to me. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. My sister, come to me. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. Don't be shy. Come to me. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. I'll pray with you. Come to me. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus today to ensure. Come running, come running, come running, come running. second layer of prayer. I struggle. 
I'm on today, I'm off tomorrow. I'm on today, I'm off tomorrow. I'm on today, I'm off tomorrow. I want to pray with you also. Pastor, please. If you are here like that, please lift up your right hand. Pastor, I'm born again. I was born again before. But today I'm hot. Tomorrow I'm cold. Today I'm hot. Tomorrow I'm cold. I want to pray for you also. If you are here, lift up your right hand wherever you are. Pastor, please pray with me. I see that hand. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand too. Pastor, I see hands over there also. Lift it high above your head. Pastor, I want to be a serious Christian from today. Jesus is calling you today. He's calling you today. If you lifted up your hand, just come and make a second line behind them. I'll pray with you. Let's go. Be a serious Christian, come running. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the mercy seat where Jesus is calling. He said his grace would cover me, his blood will flow freely. So pray this prayer. Look at me and pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Say it like you mean it. Say, dear Lord Jesus. And mean it as you say, dear Lord Jesus. I come to you today. Just as I am. Please forgive me. Of my sins. I accept. That I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess, I confess, I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior, and be my King. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all these ones. Keep them be with them. Fill them with your mighty Holy Spirit. Seal them with the seal of the Holy Spirit that they are marked for you and for your use. Help them through their challenges. Wash them with the blood of Jesus. Let them stand tall as Christians and as believers to show forth your glory and your beauty. We give you praise and glory in Jesus mighty name for these ones. Thank you for saving them. Amen. Wonderful. Those of you at the back, lift your hands and let us pray. No, here, the second row. I want to be a serious Christian. Ayanda. Yeah, lift up your hands there. Father, I pray for spiritual grace, for establishment for these ones. Anything that sweeps them off, I rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. Whether it be their fault, whether it be the fault of others, demons, all other things, society, whoever, I, I condemn it now in the name of Jesus. Grant them supernatural power to stand in their faith and to walk with you. I declare victory for each and every one of them. 
over the devil. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Say a better amen. amen. Wonderful. I want you to go with um, these guys. These ladies. Okay. These beautiful ladies. I, I, I need a different group to take care of this line. I don't know. You work it out there, right? Good. I'm interested in this group. Okay. And this group as well. Alright. But I need a special... You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you can. Okay. Wonderful. Please. My dear, what's your name? Sena. Cindy. Is that hair all yours? For you personally? Really? Wow. It's, it's fantastic. Wow. It's not a wig. You made it. It's, your, it's for you. Wow. God is good, oh? My sister, yours is also for you. Is that not so? Yeah, that's it. There's no argument. There's no place for argument. Wonderful. Please go with them. They have some. I bought Coca-Cola for you. I bought Fanta for you. I bought Biscuit for you. Even if they don't, they, if you want chicken, ask them for chicken. Go with them quickly and then you will come back to your seat. Okay, just, just, yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid. Have faith in God. Believe God. Trust Jesus. He's calling you. Yes. blessed this morning why don't we put our hands together for Jesus one more time you may be seated in the presence of God thank you for joining us we believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley for more information contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street Peter Maritzburg or call 083 773-1605 God richly bless you.